Hello and welcome back to Chronicles from a Caribbean Kubuka podcast. This is Francis Wade and here's an article I wrote for the Jamaica Gleaner. It's entitled, Why Where Number One Goals Have Become Useless. In times past, it was fashionable for corporate leaders to craft vision statements with commitments to be number one and world class. Lately, these have become less popular with good reason. They're a sign of lackluster thinking which signals a lack of of detailed planning. Corporate leaders tend to fit a particular profile. They show strong type A tendencies, energetic overachievers who are time sensitive and impatient. They drive themselves hard to accomplish great things, often bringing others behind them for the ride, ready or not. However, if you have this trait, there may be an added one which gets you in trouble. Your tendency to be competitive. If you get a lot of juice from beating other people, this approach works when goals are simple. It stirs up a lot of extra effort and leads to reliable continuous improvements. Most CEOs use this characteristic to grab the corner office ahead of others, at which point they often shift their focus to defeating other companies. This compulsion to be the captain of a winning team creates three kinds of problems. Challenge number one, CEOs play games employees find irrelevant. Part of being an effective executive involves learning the language of the C-suite. Over time, this new lingo separates leaders from lower-level employees. But the big problem is that what excites you, a type A executive, is unlikely to inspire others. While staff know there is a connection between EBITDA and their job security, it's all a theory. Certainly, they feel no emotional bond. As such, when you conduct a town hall, you're likely to speak glowingly of achievements in words that don't resonate. Your staff's needs are far more human, and it's easy to lose track of them. To build engagement, you'll need to uncover employees' actual aspirations in order to satisfy them. For example, if getting their kids a decent education and making ends meet is a major part of their lives, you must start there. Challenge number two. CEOs craft imaginary competitions. The world is changing so rapidly that the old ways of thinking about competitors have become stale. In the past, it was easier. Ultra-competitive CEOs would find similar companies to compare themselves against. Then... They choose metrics such as profitability, stock price, or revenue to be their yardstick of accomplishment. However, in a fast-changing landscape, your competitors are actually imaginary, made up. As industries and circumstances evolve, it becomes impossible to find other companies which are just like yours. There may be some overlap, but no perfect fit. Your orange ends up racing to a make-believe finish line against their apple. As such, your claims to be or plans to become number one are increasingly empty. They are a simplistic way to motivate yourself that may suit you as a type A executive but no one else. Even aspirations to claim a world-class standard look silly in today's world. Anyone who cares can achieve this goal by defining a narrow standard. But even then, customers don't care about such claims. 
Challenge number three, CEOs forsake customers. While most MBA programs are built around competition, that approach is becoming a distraction, at best a sideshow. It's far better to develop a sharper focus on meeting customers' unmet needs. But this is no solid target. Customers' needs are evolving due to new technologies, so it's become harder than ever to discover a customer's job to be done. The term refers to the actions a customer takes to meet their unmet needs. The pandemic has led to shifts in many customers' jobs to be done as they adopted new behavior patterns. Many companies unwittingly fell out of touch and haven't re-established a new understanding. They run the risk of missing the mark. Just observe the way Uber and Airbnb disrupted their respective industries before the pandemic. They used new technology to tap into idle, low-cost resources, i.e. people's cars and rooms. Now they are shifting their processes to accommodate the new customer need for sanitized environments. In short, they have been adjusting their company's business models in concert with changes in their customers' needs. There are other ways your company can meet unmet needs, but when it happens, don't be confused by their success. Definitely don't claim it as proof of being number one or world class to start a new round of chest beating. Instead, use it as fuel to fire up a new cycle of customer research, which in the end is the best insurance policy against disruptions of all kinds. Thanks for listening. Do you have an unsolved problem in your Caribbean company related to strategy, productivity, engagement, or business process improvement? Just visit a searchable listing of all my prior articles and you may be able to help yourself to a fresh line of thinking. Go to blog.fwconsulting.com or see the show notes.